Welcome to a special off-season edition of the FBL podcast. I'm your host, the commissioner, and I'm joined with a very special guest from the right side of the magic quadrant, Matt Plouts. Good evening. It's great to be with you. Um, so we've been trying to connect for a couple months, um, just hasn't worked out. Uh, I think we got few topics to discuss but uh it's finally it's good we could finally connect um obviously we had to cut out herb uh had no idea whether or not he was going to be available so we just got right to the uh the, the meat of the sandwich here well yeah, i understand he's a very important person at his company so he uh, doesn't have much time available for us so that's okay good for him problem <laughs> yeah so uh We'll, we'll do a few uh, FPL he headlines just to get started. Um, we finally locked in a uh, draft date, which, you know, was fun as always, trying to get 12 guys in. Um, are the Victor crew getting together um, for the live draft? We are. I think uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Meehan is going get, to get us together at his place, which will be exciting um, to see his new crib. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, Andrew Andrew will be in town, which will be a treat for no one. Um, and then uh, Ron, of course, will be involved. I'll be involved. And uh, if anyone else is uh, going to be in the area, you're more than welcome to come to Matt's and drink all his beer. Uh, the one thing that, the one thing that he did say is that it's a requirement uh, upon entry. Uh, no, not to show a vaccine pass, but to but to do a, an Irish car bomb. That's a that's a requirement. Like you don't even step foot in the door unless you have that. It's funny. I was texting with him a little bit today, and he also mentioned Irish car bomb. So <laughs> it's definitely on the top of his mind. I would um, think most of my conversations with him involve an Irish car bomb in some way. Is, is Mian Irish? Never even. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, that's uh, great. I actually forgot that uh, Andrew was going to be in t town, um, your town, not mine. Uh, that's great. I tried to get something going uh, with the East Coast. I put zero effort into it, and we're all going to be doing it from our own respective houses. So that's how that went down. I mean, it sounds like uh, something a bunch of liberals would do. So that's good for you guys. I'm sure. I'm sure you're very used to the uh, virtual meeting of people at this point. So it was more just about effort. But thank you for putting in the political angle. Um, <laughs> the uh, one of the top news stories of the day, and I, I really didn't know what your state of mind could was going to be uh, since we had we had this scheduled. Uh, Claypool went down in practice. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be okay. But uh, how much were you sweating? So, so it's really funny because Andrew asked me the same question. Um, and he's like, Oh, I like how you know, how shit, how shit in your pants were you? And uh, I had to look it up when he sent me the uh, the news because I hadn't heard about it at all. Um, I guess I just haven't been following the fantasy news that closely. So I just wasn't, I wasn't even aware of it. So it, it impacted my life zero. Um, although once I did look it up, I, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, they're, they're saying, okay, yeah, minor strain or ankle sprain or whatever uh but um i don't know it's it's still not good news you know you don't want to you don't want your best player to be uh having that kind of stuff happen to him right yeah especially in the off season i can't imagine like losing one of the top player top rookies from last year and have him be out for the whole season that would be really tough that, would, that must be really hard for somebody to deal with yeah but Thankfully, they were gifted with three other studs. So, um, so one of the the topics that we've been going back and forth on, or trying to get you on the pod, was uh, about the the big four way mega deal. Um, we don't really need to rehash the deal, but uh, we were kind of uh, talking the other day about whether or not we had any regrets or, or um, still felt strong about it. Any any feelings you want to share there? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the first thing I would say is that as soon as I do anything in my life, I regret it. 
so so yes, I have a lot of a lot of buyer's remorse on the Magic Quadrant deal. Uh, if I could go back in time and undo it, I probably would. I know that's against the rules, so I'm not going to propose that. Um, but I, I'm tempted to. Um, you know, everything I hear from camp, Miles Sanders is dropping passes, fumbling. Chase Claypool almost hurt himself in the Hall of Fame game. Apparently almost hurt himself today. And then DJ DJ Chark, I don't think he's even practiced or done anything since I traded for him. Uh, I think he's had some kind of like surgery on his finger or something like that. So, uh, so yeah, not feeling great. Not feeling great about it, Putnam. Thanks for asking. How are you feeling about it? Um, I mean, I feel I have some mixed feelings. I I, I don't love that I gave up uh, James Robinson basically as a throw-in, and now that uh, Acres is toast for this year. Um, it hits me a little bit with for my uh, running back depth, and it seems like he's going to have a bigger role than I was expecting. But uh, you know, who would have thought that uh, Urban Meyer, stand-up guy that he is, that he would have like a, a true plan? Um, all these college coaches work out so well and are really smart individuals. Um, that's probably my biggest, uh, you know, uneasiness. I think also just based off of the Acres injury having five and six potentially would have been No, I'm just kidding. Those picks suck. Like I can't believe I got Preston to take them. Um, but yeah, I'm still a little bit torn about who I'm going to take at one, but, uh, thankfully I have uh, a few more weeks to figure it out just to understand who some of these guys are. I guess, uh, Jamar Chase sucks, but that's the camp report that I've heard. And Najee Harris, um, is good for, probably 300 three-yard carries. So, man, all around, pretty promising. It's like they, uh, it's like they took the next James, Con- James Conner. Yeah, uh, who I also acquired. Uh, I, I hate that guy, but I just uh, I needed a little bit of depth. The, the one thing I would say about your remorse is you – I still think all those guys give you a lot better uh, depth of a roster that you would have had uh, – had you stand, but so I, I think you're still in a good shop because otherwise you were going to be starting with David Johnson and now he's not even a starter. Uh, I'm pretty sure I still have to start David Johnson, uh, even though he's third string on the Texans death chart. But uh, but yeah, uh, no point taken. My my depth sucks. I, I needed to build some of that up uh, a little bit, and I think I think I did that. So instead of adding, you know, say one Najee Harris, I added. You know, one running back, one wide receiver, and uh, you know, stopped swapped one wide receiver for another. Which brings me to my next question, which is, how are you feeling about Tyler Lockett? I feel pretty good. Um, I think he was underrated. I definitely understand the whole. Uh, he was most of his scoring came in like two games, but uh, I like the uh, the reports that the Seahawks are changing up the offense. And the other thing is like. His second half was not great, like understood, but I th- he had like uh, some nagging injury. So, I mean, that's not to say that won't happen again this year, but I, I mean, he's going to be probably a flex to depth player for me. Would you trade Tyler Lockett for DJ Chark? No. God damn it. But that's mostly just because I've been down the whole Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> road i love chark i just think that uh i don't know it's it's hard to play i don't know which one to start so i'm not going to start any of them fair makes sense but i i honestly think if uh he's gonna have big weeks with uh lawrence i mean the uh preseason game look he looked sharp so as long as that finger heals i think he's gonna be fine and the best thing, I think he's a free agent after this year, so potential for him to uh, go somewhere else. Thank you for talking me off the ledge. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for talking me off the edge of the, the C-130. Yeah, no problem. Is it, is it too soon to talk about that? No. I, I knew where you were going, but I just chose to not acknowledge it. <laughs> it's, it's fair. That's what most do when I speak. Yeah, I thought you were just making a reference to uh, 
you know, Chark has a seven by uh, week seven, by I, it's, it's a dark joke. I'm not going to go there. Um, so the speaking of being an asshole, um, hmm. the victories are here for one big reason, a rebrand. Let's yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. And let me be clear that the only reason why I would use the word rebrand is so that Herb would understand it. Uh, that's not a word that I, it's generally in my vocabulary. Um, but, but yeah, uh, no, thanks for introducing it. I think, you know, the, the victories, like it sounds good in theory. Uh, some would say, I would say a great name. Some would say the best name uh, that's ever been, ever been uh, formulated for a fantasy team. Uh, but I think as good as the name is, the squad just hasn't lived up to expectations. Um, you know, with a name like victories, you kind of have to win. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I needed a name that I could that I could live up to, that was something that uh, you know just really came from deep within my loins, um, from my strong veins. Uh, so just to rip the bandaid off of my penis, uh, the the name of my uh, new squad is the Victor Cox. Wow. Um... I just, I just want everyone to that's listening to this right now to know that Pasta's camera is square on his nuts right now. Like that's that's all he's showing me. You, you want a piece of gum? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So every uh, two to three years, <laughs> Plots Plots comes to me with a team name, and it's always gimmicky. And usually, you know, do the best that you can with it. Um, but with, uh, with, with this team name and logo, you know, I just, I just put both hands right on it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I dove right in. And uh, he, the logo that you're going to see when this is uh, released and will be on the website, it's fire. It's, uh, you, you gave me a, one of the better logos that I've ever had to uh, work with. It was great. Um, did a little bit rebrand, got to work the Victor in, and uh, I think it turned out great. Yeah, and it was actually made with an imprint of my penis. So Th That's true. There's, uh, you know, it didn't surprise. So what, what can we expect um, with this uh, quote-unquote rebrand? Uh, what kind of tone is... is are the Victor Cox bring in every week? I think I think the tone is that I'm not taking any any fucking bullshit from anybody anybody in this league anymore. I've been walked on long, you know, for much too long, and uh, you know it, it's time to just to just get back to my roots, which is just really being a cock. Would you say you're going to have like a hard nose? Uh, is is that what you're bringing? the hardest nose you've ever seen. <laughs> I wanted to, to let the, the awkward silence just linger there. I don't have a transition, so. Um, All right, and, so do you have any other questions about how, how I'm gonna be just ripping a new one on the league with this, with this new team name? I, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you, a, a team with uh, this good of a logo and, and, and theme. You really can't disappoint. So I think this has to be your, your year for, for the, to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs. At least. It would be nice. It would be nice. I'm not going to get into why I didn't make the playoffs last year, but Ebron Gate. So anyway, um, Next segment is just talking about some players of interest uh, across the league, just getting into some analysis of some news that's been going on in, in, in the league with various players. And uh, yeah, how do you want to do this? You want to go back, you want to go back and forth with, uh, with a player each and, and, and do things that way. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I think that the, the part of the segment that I'm most excited about is 
without even talking to you, I know that you know all these players, what NFL teams they're on, which is different than my usual co-host. So, you know, let's just see how it, uh, how it goes. Okay. Uh, let's start with your co-host then, the fireman. And let's talk about, oh, who should we talk about on Herb's team? Let's go with Joe Burrow. So I don't know how, how important Joe Burrow is to Herb's team uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, right? It's like he, he, he's a quarterback, and in this league, quarterbacks are worse than, I don't know, women. But uh, I, think, I think one thing that, that is very relevant about Joe Burrow is that he impacts not just the quarterback position on Herb's team, but also the wide receiver position. So he's got Boyd. He's got, he's got Burrow. Um, and I think there's been a lot of discussion about Joe Burrow's health this offseason and how he might not be 100% coming into the year. What do, you, what do you see about his health? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird to me that he basically sounds like uh, he's turned into Sam Darnold in that he was seeing ghost game. Um, just the, a lot of the camp reports have not been good. Um, they've, he's worried about the knee um in part of the impact of uh burrow is he's a sneaky scrambler and uh also their offensive line is shit so um that's going to be uh concerning if uh he can't move around yeah and and i guess the one thing i'll say is even if he is healthy which i hope he is i mean he seems like an exciting young player um you know he's fun to watch all that good stuff but he was the qb 16 uh, last year when he went down with it, with his injury. Uh, he, so he was behind both Goff, who, like, it's well-documented that I'm a fan of Goff, and the, the, the league just rips me apart for it. Um, but he's behind Goff and your boy, Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, my my boy. Um, he puts the bridge in, in bridge QB. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Herb's pretty excited about Burrow, but he has, you know, He's got to live with the. It'd be funny if he has to watch Stafford just torch the 49ers. Um, I, I know he's a little bit worried about having him in the division, but he's like trying to talk himself into it from a fantasy angle. That's all I got. Uh, so we'll, we'll go to the, the good guys, uh, starting off with the uh, Armadillos, who still are in this league. Uh, Fun fact. And, uh, you know, not only the most talked about person, probably if he was active in this league, but also in the NFL right now is Deshaun Watson. Uh, won't get into all of uh, the stuff going on, but really looking at it from the angle of how uh, it's going to affect the upcoming draft. He's got, uh, Adam's got picks three, eight, and 12. And I, I think there's no doubt that he takes a quarterback in the first round. Um, I think, uh, it, it's likely we probably see multiple quarterbacks go in the, the first round potentially. And, uh, you know, I know some other teams have been interested in Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I think eight's probably the a sweet spot anywhere from seven to 12, I, I think in the first is prime Lawrence, uh, area. Where would you, uh, draft Trevor Lawrence? Number one. I knew that was the answer. There's no other right answer, right? Uh, no, I, I I totally agree with you, though. I think, you know, with his hole at QB, he has to take one um, somewhere in the draft. If he doesn't take one in the first round, maybe he goes Daniel Jones later in the draft. I know he's a Giants fan for some reason. Uh, and then, uh, and yeah, I think he could he could probably piece together some some quarterbacks while Watson is dealing with his uh, alleged issues and then uh you know he, he could get him back potentially mid-season late in the, late in the year and make a run yeah and yeah you pointed out he doesn't even have a, a backup quarterback so he i think that's uh that's locking a quarterback for him somewhere along the lines absolutely all right i'm sure adam is very excited to uh, listen to this podcast um and maybe he'll even make some trade offers um, just like based on how hype he is for these podcasts. 
Um, he he has declined no fewer than a dozen trade offers for me in the last week. I was going to say that sounds like someone who's been trying to trade with him. <laughs> well, I, I'm just happy I get rejections rather than uh, rather than just uh, expirations on the trades. Oh yeah, the timeouts. Yeah, yeah. and I, what, I, what I've discovered is the key to getting that rejection is to email Adam the day before the timer expires on on the deal, and then he will go in and reject those for you. Uh, you know, he'll get right on those. So it's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on my list, uh, let's talk about the Maloof brothers. And I think as I was scrolling through his roster, there's no other player that I think is is noteworthy right now uh, in terms of discussion that Michael Thomas. I mean, wow. What, what a shit show. Which reminds me, did you, uh, do you have a name for this podcast? I don't, but I'm open. Great. <laughs> Consider it named. Uh, okay. So in, in looking at, at the Michael Thomas situation, it seems like there's just like some, some riff going on between him and I don't know if it's management, coaching, whatever. You know, the reports are coming out that he's at least had some discussions with them and can uh, they can move forward, whatever the fuck that means. Like what, was, what even was there to move forward from? Um, I don't know. I, the only thing that I can assume is that Michael Thomas banged someone's wife. Um, uh, on the coaching staff, which is, you know, probably Sean Payton is the guy who would I, who I would uh, guess, just wild guess. Um, so I think he's going to get traded. I, th I think Michael Thomas is done in New Orleans. Hot take. Um, I know the team. The team is going to incur a twenty million dollar cap hit if they do trade him. But uh, I think I think at this point the relationship is just uh, it's not salvageable. I mean, you you bang somebody's wife, you're you're not coming back from that, right? Uh, yeah. I'm asking, um, I'm asking from experience. <laughs> Based on your experience, do you come back from that? Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the closest situation I can think of is, uh, who's the, uh, that point guard that banged LeBron's mom. Oh, Delonte West. And that really happened. Did, really happen. Yeah. And then he, he got like kicked off the team. It was I think when he was with the Cavs the first time, but that was the rumor and that it like came out that it was true. But hypothetically, would you be, would you be more pissed at someone who banged your wife or banged your mom? Definitely my wife. Hmm. But that's mostly because my mom's been single for the last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> We can move on from that, but I I do think it would be it would be a wise move on both parts really to to move on uh, from Michael Thomas in New Orleans. One move that I speculated would be fantastic for both sides would be Michael Thomas to the Jags, DJ Chark to the to the to the Saints. I mean, who says no? Yeah, um, I wish we had an intern to figure out whether Michael Thomas was at Ohio State the same time Urban Meyer was. Um, but that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas is a freaking head case. The thing that pisses me off, most off about this uh, situation is I was drafting a lot of Michael Thomas in best ball, and Presto, who had no reason whatsoever, just kept asking me why. And then this whole situation came out, and I don't like to be wrong. And that's my analysis. Do you, well... The, the other thing I want to, <clears throat> I think this potentially works out is originally it was pretty locked in that I was going to be getting Jamar Chase at one and Bean was going to go Najee at two. And then the Acres thing happened, the Michael Thomas thing happened, and it might actually work out better if I go Najee and he, he gets Chase. So we'll see what happens draft night. I remember when I had to think about who I would take at number one overall. Luckily, you don't have that burden. You can just make uh, cock memes now. <laughs> Speaking of, um, Saquon, the, the original thigh master himself. Yes. Um, that's who I've chosen for uh, your 
interesting player. Um, been a lot of talk about him, whether or not he's going to be healthy. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the lack of success that you had, especially last year when on paper going into the year, it looked, looked pretty good. Um, I think you really need that anchor running back. That's what you were lacking last year. The anchor running back that will drown you in, in a, another year of despair and disappointment. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk whether he's either even going to be ready for week one. Um, the, I just know that the Giants coaching staff is, you know, they have all good intentions. It's a really smart punch from the ownership uh, down to uh, whatever that uh, drill master's name is, Joe Judge. Um, I, I mean, the whole offense just sounds like a clown show. And uh, all the, the highlights, I'm using quotations, uh, of Daniel Jones in practice are just show that – he has no idea how to play quarterback. So um, hopefully for your sake, he'll uh, he'll be dumping the ball off to Saquon uh, a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll see if he's ready to start the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm not counting on him being available for week one, which is why I mentioned David Johnson and the fact that I probably can't escape having to start him at some point. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's... Uh, Oh, it's funny that the the best thing that you had to say about the Giants coaching staff and management was that they have good intentions. <laughs> as as if like any, any coaching staff in the NFL like like are trying to lose uh or trying to not be good at their jobs. Um but um but yeah, no. He uh I, I don't think he'll be ready until I, I'll say October. Um October is my you like my I'm a pessimistic guy in general. So I think, you know, hopefully that's a pessimistic project projection and he comes back earlier. Uh, Sorry, just a comment on the the good intentions. Uh, definitely wasn't clear on that, but what I was implying is I, I think there's a lot of heat on, you know, the whole regime. So my thought is they're probably gonna try to rush him back too soon. And that's kind of worrisome. Got it. Okay, that makes that makes a little bit, a little bit more sense. Uh, but yeah, you know, gone are the days of Saquon being the number one, uh, you know, person off 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 the board and and like even like a redraft league or anything like that. I think he's, um, you know, he's got to show it. He's he's got to prove that he's back and that he's uh, you know able to handle the workload. I think it was Presto who said, uh, you know, maybe his thighs are just too big for his ankles. Sounds like a big dick problem. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say it describes a lot of the women that I've dated, but uh, <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> I like tears better. All right, good deal. Uh, thank you for that uh, worrisome report on Saquon. So Anything speaking of do. speaking of uh, of worrisome. Uh, next next up, I've got the Fighting Crows, the Fighting Crows, excuse me. And uh, I think the you know his number one worry at this point has to be his quarterback position. Um, you know, so he he made the quarterback deal in the Magic Quadrant trade, right? He uh, he moved on from Justin Herbert, acquired acquired uh, Dak Prescott, and uh, the latest that I saw was he's set to get another MRI. Um, and I, you know. The, the the blurb that I read about that was oh yeah everything everything's totally fine but he's gonna get another another MRI like I, I like I know I feel great and so what I'm gonna go do is get an MRI because uh, that's what you do when you feel awesome uh, I just I don't I think they're they're probably not letting on about what's going on with that and I think I think the injury might be more severe than it uh, than it appears what do you think yeah I I think it's weird that uh, he has this odd injury that uh, apparently is not a typical um, football injury. They had to talk to uh, several baseball teams about what this injury was. So I don't know how that happened. Um, I don't know if you're a hard knocks watcher. Um, you're not. Um, but it just kind of seemed like he got this uh, injury from jerking off Zeke Elliott all the time. I mean, that seems to be what they do. The, the other comment uh, 
I would have from Hard Knocks is when the coaching staff was holding him out, it's very evident that Dak does not respect this head coach. He does not give a fuck what he thinks. Yeah, so I, I was shaking my head, which is why you we you knew that I, I didn't watch Hard Knocks. But uh, but yeah, I mean, can you imagine anyone really respecting this head coach? I can't even think of his name. That's why I, he's just fat. He's just he's just he's he's disgusting. I'm yeah, disgusted by him. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely worrisome. I'm kind of glad I dodged that uh, Dak bullet. He was uh, rumored to come to. Uh, the old Promethea uh, as part of the Magic Quadrant deal, but didn't work out. So uh, instead, I have a uh, a quarterback that totally loves his coaching staff. So <laughs> worked out for the best. Yes, congrats on that one year of success he'll have. Um, moving on to the uh, the next good guy team, uh, looking at Operation Phoenix. So I'm kind of lumping these guys together. I know it is one person of interest, but uh, looking at Miles Gaskin and uh, Mike Davis, um, looking at uh, Brad's roster, he has like this roster that's almost like the perfect zero RB. Uh, if you if you did his team in a in a redraft league, which is funny to me because. I, I don't know if you you would agree, but he seems like the person who would think that zero RB is stupid. <laughs> I, I could see that. I could see those words coming out of Brad's mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's strong at uh, quarterback, tight end. His wide receivers are pretty solid, and then he's just got these uh, guys that you pick up in like the middle of the late rounds at running back. So, um, it, Mike Davis, you know, he was solid last year. Um, I just, he just feels like a trap this year. Um, they're just waiting for someone to replace him in Atlanta. And then, uh, the big news from the preseason is how, uh, Malcolm Brown's playing a lot more of the snaps than expected instead of Miles Gaskin. Um, the funny part is Malcolm Brown looked like absolute dust, uh, and, uh, Gaskin had a lot of bursts, but you know, coaching staffs aren't really known for doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and they've got that uh, Ahmed guy who who's also shown some, shown some burst and has been so some has seen some success in small increments uh, when he's when he's filled in. Um, so so yeah, I think Miles Gaskin is a huge question mark. I took him in a couple of best balls, so I think I'm I think I'm fucked. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I can I can totally see him being phased out phased out. And then there's a uh, Quadre Allison, right? Is yeah. uh, is is supposedly applying some heat to uh, to Mike Davis there. Um, Groom sent me an article where he had to relearn how to run, and then I later heard that he trained with a bobsled team to as part of this training. And I can't think of like this. How is this guy on an NFL roster? I'm rooting for him. I really am. Just like I would root for the Jamaican bobsled team uh, in the movie Cool Runnings. Uh, but I think the important thing to know about Quadre Allison is that he's uh, he was born in Niagara Falls. He's a local local guy. Does he also keep an egg in his shorts? Or is he just waiting to be part of the, the Victor Cox? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not going to give anything away. But he might be a target for the Cox. That's uh, inside information. It is inf inside information. I'm going to blame it on the alcohol. So, uh, you know, speaking of day trading, uh, I think the uh, next team is uh, Tim's, and you, you do a lot of talking about the stocks with him. The stocks, like I'm a fucking 80 year old. The stocks. Uh, yes, we do. We talk about the NASDAQ, we talk about the, the NYSE. Uh, we talk about, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, NFTs, all sorts of uh, ways on how to lose money. We've got it all covered. Uh, but no, yeah, for Tim, uh, for his his squad, I see I see Jameson Crowder as a, as a person of interest. I mean, I, I was looking through his squad and it was like, OK, like there's like a lot of guys that are just. They're, they're good. 
that, you know, it's the consensus. They're just, they're just, they're going to have good 2021 seasons. Like, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton, I think is poised for a nice, a nice uh, bounce back year. Allen Robinson, Alvin Kamara, Carson. Um, but the person who was interesting to me as I was looking through his, his squad was, was uh, Crowder. I think every year this guy is just so undervalued. It's ridiculous. Like what, is, what does this guy need to do to get respect? Um, stay healthy. Yeah, that might help. Um, but no, I, I think a lot of people are just, you know, beating off to the, the, the beat reporter, uh, views on Elijah Moore and how he's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna break every record that everyone has ever had at the wide receiver position is my understanding. Um, but I mean, Crowder is still holding down that slot position. And I think Zach Wilson's going to look to him. Um, you know, Zach Wilson might look like a 12 year old, but he's, he, I think he's going to at least be able to hit Jamison in the slot. Um, so I think, I think Crowder's poised for a nice year. Yeah. Uh, Crowder definitely underrated. Agree with you there. Um, there's this guy that hypes him every year and just posts like he, he puts up, uh, three, four, 15 to 20 point games every year. And it's just really underrated. Um, I was disappointed. I was a big, uh, Elijah Moore truther um, coming into the draft, and I was disappointed the Jets didn't cup eight on him. Um, Crowder kind of sums up Tim's whole team. It's it's guys that you know maybe you know, other than Camara, they're they're not sexy. They're they're just solid guys. No one really wants to trade for them, but uh, they're going to put up solid production. So uh, I'm with you on on Crowder. Uh, Speaking of wily old vets, my, my guy uh, I wanted to talk about next for the uh, Baltic th- Thunder is Antonio Brown. Um, I just think it's interesting that last year Andrew would not stop talking about him, and he wasn't even on an NFL roster at this point, and he just kept pumping him up, pumping him up, and you know, he, he joined the Bucks and he, uh, he put up solid numbers. Uh, everybody's seen the splits. He was, you know, on par or better than Evans and Godwin down the stretch. And now he's like everybody's favorite sleeper. They're pumping him up. And I just think that Andrew has just brainwashed everyone to th- that Antonio is like back in his prime and they're, uh, they're pushing him up pretty far. So, uh, Andrew's got a lot of, uh, wide receivers that are, you know, can he depend on them? And, uh, I think it starts with Antonio Brown. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you think of people in our league who have influence over the fantasy community and, uh, you know, the number one person I can think of is, is Andrew, uh, no one else, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but yeah, he, uh, it's, it's unbelievable how, how Antonio Brown's value has, uh, has resurfaced. I've, I've offered a couple of deals just figuring, Hey, it's Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, he's, he's on the, he's on the wrong side of 30. He's, he's, he's getting up there. Um, you know, all the drama that happened with the, with the Raiders and that, that whole mess, like, okay, yeah, I'll throw out a deal for him and just instant, re- instant rejection from Andrew, not even, not even considered. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, I think Antonio Brown, it's not just Andrew, it's others as well. He's like, people are seeing the, the, the appeal that he has. Um, and, and, I, and I think, I think he's, he's going to be a really good play in, in 2021. I think wide receiver two value. Um, I just feel like it's, it's been a while. Like he's gone too long without some drama. And I feel like right around week one, it's going to creep up like something, something happened and uh, he's going to be in trouble with the law again, but we'll see. Maybe uh, Brady's uh, bailing him out. Do you have any predictions on what his, his drama may be related to? Uh, he, he seems to really love not paying people. So <laughs> it, it may be that, you know, he, uh, his friend put together uh, an off-season, early spring best ball, and uh, Antonio didn't pay. Has Andrew? Speaking of which, has Andrew collected uh, money for those best ball? Or were we supposed to just 
send him money. Uh, yeah, I kind of asked him about that. It was, uh, he said he had received some money. <laughs> I, See, uh, I know Brad said he wasn't going to pay. My favorite part of that was when Brad was just like laying into Andrew about, uh, you know, <laughs> was that he's like, we never had this issue with Putnam. And I was like, it was, the, you know, the biggest compliment I've ever received. Congratulations on that, by the way. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I, I felt really good about myself. Yes, you uh, you established the the league. Um, you collect the funds, and those it's, are those are two things that you do really well. Yeah, and then I produce really terrible and awkward podcasts. <laughs> so let's keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep it let's keep it rolling. I'm hoping for double digit listens on this one. I think we can I think we can get there. Okay. Uh yeah, so next up is the Renegades. And my choice for his squad is Mikol Hardman. Not sure how that's how you pronounce it. I think uh, he but, nailed it. <laughs> but uh yeah, he this is the guy who I think has shown that he's got incredible speed. Um, he's he's a really he's a really fun guy to watch uh, with with Patrick Mahomes. He's he's now listed as as a wide receiver two on the depth chart with with Sammy Watkins departing. Um, I think based on what I saw in the first preseason game, there's a little bit of concern that it seems like Byron uh, Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are maybe you know ahead of him in the pecking order in in, in some ways. I know you know Chiefs run a lot of stats with a lot of different personnel. Uh, but I'm just I'm not confident that he's necessarily going to get the the run as a true wide receiver too in that offense. What are your thoughts? The, this guy is the biggest trap. Um, I had him in a dynasty with uh, I took over a team and I, I picked I had him and I think it was uh, around week four or five last year. I just flat out cut him and some guy picked him up and then tried to trade him to me just because. <laughs> You know, he's one of those guys that, like, as soon as you have him, you try to get rid of him. And I don't know. That, that's just my lasting memory of him. The Just based off his name alone, this guy has to be on your team. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because every, every time uh, this guy scores, like, it, it, it means, a, you know, a score for my quarterback as well most of the time. Uh, so I'm usually excited about it, but I always I always text Ron right away. Hard man, exclamation point. Um, and then Ron ghosts me for a week, and I try to understand why. It, it's not his fault he doesn't get the internet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about Hardman. I think uh, if he could put it together for Ron you know, with his running backs, with his, um, you know, the couple of wide receivers that he has who are very solid. Um, I think, I think he could put together a run. All right. Um, moving on to the, uh, the reigning champs, master karate. Uh, you know, it's got a good, uh, good roster. So it's hard to pick a, a player of interest, but, uh, the, the guy I, th I want to talk about is Chase Edmonds. And it's not really it, – it's how it's going to impact this fantasy season coming up. It really has to do with the fact that both Fox and Andrew do not know how to spell his name. They, they always add a U to it like he's some British royalty – and it drives me absolutely nuts. So if he remains fantasy relevant, I'm going to get a bunch of Edmonds. Like this is a fucking Mounds candy bars or something. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to take it. Also related, I have the other two Cardinals running backs. So I just want Chase to go away. Who's the uh, number three? Eno. Eno Benjamin. That's right. I forgot about that guy. He's a drop, right? Like he's just like you should you could you should drop him today. Well, uh, it's funny you say that because the only reason he's on my roster is because I, I remember that I had Chase Claypool in my taco and I dropped him for 
for Eno. But uh, you know, right. Eno balled out in the uh, first uh, preseason game, so we'll see what happens. Did he? Okay, yeah, we'll see how that works out with him uh, playing third string. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, Chase Edmonds is. I, I think he's a great um, PPR play. Um, so I think in, in leagues where you have you get a full point per reception, I think he's 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 underrated at, at this point. I've never been a big James Conner guy. Uh, he kind of is that's that three yards in a cloud of dust guy for me. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm underwhelmed. Uh, we'll put it that way. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I I think I've even shot uh, Fox some offers for for Chase Edmonds, and uh, no, nothing. Uh, I usually just get the the response no. <laughs> just two letters no and no, and that, and that's fine. I I appreciate Fox's direct communication style. But uh, something you said maybe you want to circle back uh, mounds or almond joy. Uh, mount. You're not. You're out of your mind. Out of your fucking mind. Which one has the nut? Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. I just wanted to see if you'd sing it. I didn't sing it. I said it. All right. Moving on then. Um, last but not least, Prometheus. The uh, rate my team football guys top team of the league, as I understand it. Um, I don't, I think I was like third or fourth, which made me question. Oh, I, I thought you were number. I think maybe like adding everything together and including draft picks or something, you were toward the top. Whatever, it's not important. Okay. It's not important. Uh, the guy that I picked for your squad was uh, Godwin, and I, and I don't even I don't even know what his first name is. Chris. Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah, so so this guy, I mean, he was he was argued as the like a top three overall wide receiver last year, right? Like around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, is he even a top three wide receiver on his own team? I would say yes. Would you say he's a top three overall target on his team? Who who are you putting over him? I don't know. You've got uh, so you've got two backs out of the backfield who can who can make some noise in the in the passing game, right? With uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones, they can, they can both catch. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't. <laughs> no, both of those guys suck uh, out of the backfield. The the guy I thought you were actually going to say was Geo, which I would I would tend to agree with. I forgot about Geo. Yes. So you've got one guy out of the backfield that can catch. And you've got a you know a tight end that clearly is going to make some strides this year in OJ Howard. Okay, is he still on their team? Yes. <laughs> uh, and you get another tight end that loves to block. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know where where Godwin's spot in that offense is, and and then that's my question on him is like, okay, is he a is he a wide receiver two who's going to be consistent week to week, or is he more like a wide receiver three who's who's hit or miss with a few a few big weeks and a lot of a lot of disappointment? Um, the one bright side I, I'll say on, I'll say on him is that he did see six or more targets in in ten of the twelve games he played last year, so I think that's great. Um, but but I want to see more consistent production out of, out of getting those those targets. What do you think? Where does he where does he fit into your roster? Is he your, was he your wide receiver six? Um, so there there was a lot going on uh, last year with Godwin and then my wide receivers in general. I think um, the most obvious reason was uh, Herb is to blame. Every single podcast we recorded and he broke down my team, he just talked about how great my wide receivers were. And, you know, they were pretty good, but they weren't like the year before when I was allegedly tanking and they were, I had like three or four top 12 uh, wide receivers. They just, you know, there was a lot of issues with injuries and, and things like that. But um, just popped in my head. Uh, one of the injuries Godwin had last year is he, he had a, a broken finger that he had to have surgery on and he came back a couple of weeks later and he was playing with a cast and was still, he was still putting up like, 
I think he ended the year with like 15 points per game. So, um, you know, it wasn't like the year before when he was in that like 18 point range, but point is he was pretty solid. I think he's going to be like my wide receiver three, four. And um, that injury uh, is also kind of promising for Chark um, that he can play through it. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of targets in, in Tampa Bay and I'm interested to see how it plays out. They're my most exposed best ball team. The, the one guy I'm not trying to get any of is Mike Evans. I just think he, he plays, he's the least consistent and he's, uh, he p- plays kind of a, uh, decoy role most of the games he, he still has those uh those big um you know two touchdown games but just from a consistency standpoint with targets and, and yards it's that's the one guy I'm, I'm faded i agree with you uh in some respects but would you say that mike evans has big dick energy oh 100 yeah that's what i like about that guy I'm interested whether uh, Brady can keep it up, but I don't. I don't know if he'll. <laughs> the uh, I mean, he's getting up there. Was he like 45? Uh, I meant uh, will he top 40 touchdown passes? Or I mean, that defense is good, but they're also playing like the top schedule. So I don't know. I think they'll be in a lot of shootouts, but you know, if they have. They're bringing in OJ, bring back OJ Howard. They got Geo. I think, I, I just don't think Fournette's on the team by October. I, I don't know about that, man. I mean, he was he was a key part of their playoff run. And while we were talking, I looked it up because I felt called out a little bit. And Ronald Jones, okay, fair enough. He averages about 30 catches a year. That's not much. But uh, Leonard Fournette, the last time he played a full season, he had 76 catches. I mean, that's got to but that's got to factor in somehow and into the distribution of, of targets to the wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely has had uh, big catch seasons, but um, the, the only reason I know this is because I have a lot of geo in basketball, but they, the coaching staff and Brady were all pissed about that. Ronald Jones and Fournette could not catch on third down. Mm-hmm. So they specifically brought in geo for that role. And uh, the first preseason game has shown that. Um, I was really surprised they didn't sign James White because he was a free agent. Um, I, that seemed like a, a better fit. And I think uh, White has a little more juice left than Geo. But uh, yeah, Edmund is it, or uh, Geo is definitely going to play that third down role at a minimum. The only possible explanation I have for that is that uh, James White had sex with someone's wife on the Tampa Bay squad. I would assume that it's uh, it's probably Arians. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could definitely see that. All um, right, I think you have the uh, the last the last team on the list, and the last and the least. Yeah, um, this was probably the least exciting uh, team to talk about. Uh, it's the uh, Rough Riders. Groom just I don't know. This isn't to say that the uh, he's untalented, um, you know, as a person, but uh, the roster is just doesn't really have that many uh, exciting players. So, so Matt Ryan, I think, is the uh, the biggest question on the roster, whether or not he's going to, uh, you know, keep uh, the 300 point games, uh, the shootouts going without Julio. Uh, we'll see what what Pitts can do, but. I think uh, he's really the key for Groom. I don't see him taking a quarterback at the top of the draft, and um, his his QB and tight end are kind of uh, questionable. So we'll see if uh, I, I had a conversation with uh, Groom about this too, just because Matt Ryan's sinking one of my dynasty teams, and he's my lone quarterback. So um, I'm invested in in whether or not Ryan will uh, will be decent this year. He doesn't scramble. That's true. That's not his uh, not his forte at all. Do you think? Do you think the the Ryan to Ridley combo is is going to sort of emulate what what Ryan to Julio used to be? Um, 
I think in terms of catches and, and yards, yes, but I think Ridley will actually score touchdowns. So that's huge. That's um, a key difference. Yeah. And I I know that uh, Julio is no longer on Presto's team, but it's really just a shot at Presto for n- never scoring touchdown. Agreed. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your bold prediction for Pitts this year? You know, what, what do you think his stat line is going to be? I think he's going to get in the neighborhood of 100 targets. Um, I'd like him for what's ballpark 65 catches um, in the neighborhood of 750 yards and eight touchdowns. You like him as a top five tight end producer this year? Yep. I'm just doing research. Uh, I, I don't know anything about any of these players, so I'm just taking down some notes um, just so I'm prepared for the draft. I've I've had uh, this conversation with uh, with Presto, and he is in the opposite camp. I mean, he's just using like 100 years of data. It's boring. Yeah, trends are trends are for rookies. Um, I guess one thing that I wanted to to point out was that the, like the top three consensus tight ends are Travis Kelsey, uh, Darren Waller, and and George Kittle. Um, I've seen some sites rank Kyle Pitts ahead of, ahead of those three in dynasty circles, um, just because of his age. Um, mm-hmm. you know, potential talent in the future and things like that. How do you feel about that? I am always a person that leans towards future forward. So I think that, you know, you got to be ahead of the curve to, to get some of these players. So I think, you know, NFL wise, Kittle way better tight end than probably just about anyone in the league for fantasy. I would much rather have Pitts. I think he's in a better situation just for uh, putting up fantasy points, like more yards, more catches, more touchdowns. Um, Kittle's always struggled uh, in the red zone for whatever reason. I mean, he's a beast. I don't. I think they just like him blocking. And then he's always had the injury bug too. So that's one guy. A Waller, I think, is a beast. Um, he probably will remain so for the next three years. It wouldn't surprise me if Waller's tight end number one this year. Um, Kelsey's had the reign for, I think, four or five years. Um, he's got to slow down at some point. I th- really thought that the Chiefs were going to bring in, you know, someone like Juju or uh, more better competition than uh, the hard man, but uh, it didn't work out. So, you know, Maybe he has one more year of greatness and then uh, he starts to slip in his mid thirties. But I, I like Pitts as uh, there's a lot of people have him as tight end one in dynasty. And it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. I think it'll, it gets to an argument of like, like at what point do you project future success versus, versus when do you look at, you know, current production and, and things that are already under that player's belt. And I think it's, uh, I mean, it's a big risk. You know, if, if I was in a startup and I, I, there's no way I would take Kyle Pitts over any of those three. Um, you know, I think Kelsey still has a number of years left. I, I know he's in his, his lower thirties, but I think, you know, you, you look at what players like Tony Gonzalez have done and, and the fact that he's playing with Patrick Mahomes, I don't, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Darren Waller is just, um, you know, an absolute stud. I, I obviously, obviously regret trading him um i'm never gonna get over him ever i I traded kelsey in a dynasty a year and a half ago and i got a good pick i think i either got uh it was dobbins or or swift one of those guys um but it's just it was it was a year or two too early but you you play that game in dynasty Indeed. Do you think Matt Ryan looks like the, uh, the type of guy who you, who you didn't like in high school? And then uh, you, you met up with him later in your mid-20s at a bar. Like you just randomly ran into him. 
and, and you still didn't like him. He looks exactly like this coworker I had who I absolutely hated. And, um, and not just me, like the whole department and the, the whole group could not wait to get rid of him. So um, your line of thinking is, yes, he looks like the guy that everyone hates. Do you think, do you think room hates him? Uh, no, based off of uh, something you shared with me uh, earlier today, I would say no. Go on. He showed me this, uh, his t-shirt. And if he wants to share it, <laughs> it, it it's pretty, pretty badass. It, it caught me off guard, but, uh, it was very pro, uh, Matt Ryan. So I'm intrigued Love to see yeah. that. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, what we what we had uh, in our plan to discuss today. Any any other topics that are just burning uh, for you as we as we look at the FPL um, sort of sliding into the draft season here? No, uh, I'm hoping to connect with Herb. We'll uh, make this more of a regular occurrence. Um, yeah, you fuckers! And, said, uh, you fuckers said that last time. Oh, you just mean the podcast in general? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys said you'd bring me on more often last time, and then never materialized. So you can guys can. I think we've done four podcasts this off season, and you're you're on one of them. You Pretty go, good odds. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely difficult. Uh, now that uh, Herb is in a more respectable time zone, I think it's it's uh, likely to work out better. Yeah. So is everyone in the league now in central, or I'll call it better? Central yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a big improvement for the league. It's huge. It's huge. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hubris coming out of that, uh, that California contingent. And I, I think it's improved since they've moved East. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's funny to hear people talk themselves into lesser living situations. Well, sometimes you make a decision and you have to, uh, you have to justify it. Yeah. I, that's what this league is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm excited for, uh, for 2021. Um, you know, the Victor Cox, you're going to, you're going to fuck shit up. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm rock hard. I, f- I feel like I missed an opportunity to add the way you said it. Like we need to add an exclamation point to it. And then, Clearly, that exclamation point is in the shape of a penis. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the more penis-shaped imagery, the better, uh, just so everyone really understands that while my mascot is a uh, a male chicken, it's also a dick. I don't know that we need to, you know, actually say it, it's not a binary logo. Would you so? Would you say I'm non-binary? We've definitely gone to the the point of nonsense in this show. I wish there was an, a video outtakes where it just uh, showed all the times that you were uncontrollably laughing, but trying not to uh, into the mic. Yeah, uh, this this uh, this program doesn't have a mute button. I realized. Yeah, it's terrible. So uh, yeah. Nice work. Nice work on getting the the cheapest ass program that you could to, to do these podcasts on. This is freeware, I assume. It, it is. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it goes out to our huge distribution of uh, possibly 10 people. <laughs> I, I can only assume that the, uh, the, the, the podcast with like 30 views are our, uh, our government uh, censors in, in action, uh, just listening to the populace just to see what we're discussing. I assume that I will lose my job at some point because someone found this podcast. <laughs> and I, it like, it always is in the back of my head. And it would be worth it, would it not? It would just be funny for someone to like play it back to me while HR was in the room. Putnam, what, what did you mean by these various uh, descriptions of male genitalia? I was just uh, trying to do uh, my league made a solid. 
or rock solid. A rock solid. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I look forward to uh, to not being invited back. And um, I'm predicting an undefeated season this year. I'll just put it out there. Undefeated. Yeah, I I, I like my squad too. So uh, thanks for uh, for calling that for me. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about you on the next uh, podcast. Uh, try to get you riled up and uh, have you uh, pinging me saying uh, how. Uh, you want to be back and uh, I'll just keep gaslighting you. I, I, I appreciate uh, the future negative feedback on me and my team. All right. Till next time. All right. Thanks.